Welcome to the Two Nutrition Gals in a Mic podcast with Kim and Suzanne. Kim is a registered dietitian and Suzanne is a certified functional nutrition coach. We're two nutrition professionals with a passion for educating folks about the power that diet and lifestyle choices have on our mental and physical wellness. Our goal for this podcast is to provide information about common and sometimes not so common health and wellness issues and provide a perspective that may differ somewhat from what we've learned from conventional medicine. It's pretty informal, sometimes a little goofy, but always informative. That we can promise. Keep in mind, though, this podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not meant to treat, diagnose, or replace medical care. That being said, let's dive into our next episode. Hi, Kim. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. A few weeks we've been away, but... Yeah. Trying to get it back into our routine to do this weekly. I find it hard to... I'm finding it harder this year to get into a routine, it Mm -hmm. seems. And it might just be because everything seems to be going back to normal, which is weird. Yeah, we have so much more other things we can do now that we weren't do before. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I am finding it's a bit of a struggle. But anyway, this is is good because, um, well, we enjoy it so much. Right, gives and it's uh, yeah. So it's nice to be at least making the effort to get back into it yeah. now that we're well into fall. Well, yeah, having finished first of November, that's crazy. It's not crazy. The weather's nice, so it is. That's so the other thing. Can't I can't complain about that. But but I think that's what makes it hard to realize it's fall as well because we still really haven't had a whole lot of cold weather, which mm. is fantastic. No. So yeah, I'm not. I'm certainly not complaining about that. No, not in the least. No. Okay, so uh, what are we doing today? Fermented foods. Sweet. Sour. Yeah. <laughs> Even. <laughs> so if you didn't know, they're uh, they're wicked good. Wicked for good. you. Lots of health benefits. Yeah. Um, with fermented foods, so I'll just start by telling you what they are. Perfect. Um, Fermented foods are foods and beverages that have undergone controlled microbial growth and fermentation. So that's the key word, (laughs) controlled. Um, You know, anything that rots is going through microbial growth, but this is controlled in its specific type. On purpose. Yeah, that has been identified to be beneficial to you. So through the use of yeast or bacteria, um... Sometimes bacteria are naturally occurring, so we'll talk about that later. But like, if we're fermenting vegetables, you don't need to add bacteria because no. it's already there, right? Yeah. But when you talk about beer, yep. for example, you have to throw yeast you in, and that's you know you're adding it, and then it ferments. Um, the byproduct of that is gas, and then you get your carbonation, your bubbles, yeah. And, you know, even wine is, you know, I think... It is, from, yeah, it yeah. is fermented. Yeah, it's not it's not considered necessarily, <laughs> sorry guys, uh, healthy. Yes, well, not all fermented food. foods are created equally. No. So uh, we're talking about the probiotics that are created when some foods are fermented. So the probiotics are good for you. And 
things like beer and wine don't necessarily have any of those healthy probiotics in it when in the fermentation process. They actually, they start off with them apparently, but then they go through a process to purposely get rid rid of them. Okay. Yeah. I think that's what gives them fermented foods kind of that really strong heart flavor. Almost like the the bite at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So they're still considered fermented, but of course, as with everything, not everything's created equal. So fermentation is an anaerobic process. So if you think of aerobic, we all know about aerobics classes and it gets your heart rate up and you're breathing heavy and you're using oxygen. Conversely with anaerobic is, um, without oxygen i always think of anabolic steroids and weightlifters so that's an anabolic motion right weightlifting it's without you know need well obviously you need some but it's not like a cardio aerobic anyway without (laughs) i know stop stop (laughs) we'll leave it there um, so it's a process that doesn't require um, oxygen, and the yeast and the bacteria break down food components, usually the sugars. Yes, yeah, which, which is another good thing. You either have to add, yep. or um, in the case of fruit and veggies and those kinds of things, it occurs naturally. There, yeah, but it's a good thing in the sense that it'll get rid of, uh, well, not get rid of, sorry, it, it will... Um, eat up eat the up sugar, the sugar yeah. which makes it a healthier option for you as well right. at the end. And so the byproducts are organic acids, which are healthy for you, mm-hmm. gases, which we talked about, or alcohol, which is thus the alcohol content of beer and wine. Mm-hmm. The result, ultimately the result in some of those fermentation processes is the production of good probiotics that have significant health benefits to you. Yep. And why should you care? Um, many health- good, well, good, good thing to tell us. Go ahead. Yes. Tell us. Well, you're, you you're going, <laughs> Suzanne will elaborate a little bit more, but I just wanted to say that there are many health benefits of uh, probiotics so and fermentation, right? They fight disease, strengthen bones, support gut health, gut health which is huge, and immunity, mood, everything. And interestingly enough, there's uh, research in the world that has identified blue zone areas. This is pretty cool. So blue zone areas are areas in the world where people's life expectancies are significantly higher than the average um, rest of the world. You're right. And those areas have been identified as Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Nicoya, Costa Rica, and Icaria, Greece. And those... um, well, for sure, Asia, so Japan, and even Italy and Greece, they have a significant amount of fermented foods in their diet yeah. that they eat yeah. every day. So, I mean, the blue zone areas look at many, many, many different things that they have speculated that contribute to it. Obviously, diet is one of them, um, and these fermented foods prominent are prominent in those areas. So perfect. So Suzanne, do you want to elaborate a little bit more on the health benefits? Sure. sure. All right. So Kim mentioned the um, the benefits. The briefly mentioned the benefits. My biggest thing for pro or sorry for fermented foods would be how it helps to support gut health. So um, as far as I'm concerned, gut health controls all health. Uh, and that's where 
we we need to start with everything. So if you can eat something that will help support your gut health, it's going to support your overall sorry your overall health. Um, and the way it does that, as I think um, Kim mentioned, is that it adds probiotics. So if you eat fermented food, it adds probiotics to your diet. Well, probiotics are um, good bacteria uh, that can help. Um, specific to gut health, it can help increasing the probiotics, the good bacteria in your gut or in your digestive system will help promote better digestion or support better digestion. And when you have um, good digestion, it can help things like your immune system uh, and your mood or mental health. Um, As far as the immune system goes, uh, about 70% of the immune system cells are in your gut. So if you're better able to, let's say, break down your food or absorb the nutrients, then you're going to naturally enhance your immune, immune system, system, right? Yeah. It's going to strengthen it because... Yeah. Um, it's just a better, it, it helps to promote all those things. So again, it helps to improve digestion because it can, um, it helps to synthesize the vitamins and minerals and also produce the enzymes that allow your body to break down food better. Uh, and that's a big deal actually, because as we get older, um, just a little tidbit, as we get older, we don't produce as many of the enzymes, the digestive enzymes. So that would be why years ago we could eat pretty much anything and it didn't bother your stomach, Spicy food. right? Or fatty foods <laughs> or fried foods or, um, how many dances did we go to and then pop into McDonald's after the dance, right? Um, or at night downtown and you pop in to eat some pizza kind of corner. pizza corner. Exactly. Um, so as we get older though, that's why now eating some of those foods, I mean, I hear people tell me all the time, oh, I can't eat that at all. I used to be able to eat that, but I can't eat it. Well, that's a big part of why. So if if you're adding or if you do consume or add fermented foods to your diet, um, it's actually really helpful even just being able to um, produce more of this these enzymes that we need. Yeah. Um, and we need to have these enzymes, again, the reason for them is to break down your food, not just so that you can digest it without getting heartburn or anything right. else. It's so you can actually use the nutrients the nutrients that yeah. are in the food you're eating. So, um, yeah. So, and also another helpful thing regarding your digestion would be elimination. I mean, that's the other end of it. But um, adding more good bacteria or these probiotics to your digestive system helps uh, issues like bloating and constipation. So they can, the bacteria in the fermented foods can increase the production of short chain fatty acids with which help to stimulate uh, peristalsis. So that's how, what helps move things along in your system. Once it gets through your digestive, the first part of your digestive system. Um, And again, as we get older, Let's be realistic. Everything slows. (laughs) Whether it be because our activity levels change or slow down or just things that are going on in your body, these are all good things to to have, um, especially as you get older. They're healthy for everyone, but they're especially healthy as you get older or beneficial. 
maybe have more of an impact I yeah. guess, as you get a little well older. if your gut's not healthy your intestinal tract doesn't absorb the nutrients it doesn't matter how healthy of a diet you no. need if you can't get it where it needs to go um well then it's you're not getting it's just going right it's going in one end and out the other yeah exactly. almost exactly yeah. right but yeah. but again if it gets stuck in there or if it's not getting broken down it's also generating stuff that bad components that can affect your health as well so um so yeah so that's digestion sorry i think i was a little i grouped it all together there at the beginning a little bit and uh so to break it down that's your digestion um and then and then your immune system better digestion is naturally going to um help your immune system as i said 70 percent of your immune cells are in your gut um so eating fermented foods help to build your microbiome which is the good and bad bacteria kind of combined because we need we need both uh so it helps to to support these immune system cells and also again if you've got proper digestion and elimination you have less things going on inside that are that have a negative impact on the rest of your body yeah so another bonus of um, fermented foods or adding them to your diet would be how it can help support your mood and mental health uh I don't, I I was actually shocked by this. I didn't realize this, but it's pretty interesting. Um, Approximately 95% of the serotonin that's produced in the body is done so in the gut. Given that serotonin is the feel-good hormone um, and has a huge impact on mood and mental health, if you can, again, support your gut health and make sure that you're... um, everything in there is kind of operating as it should be and you're able to utilize the foods break them down and whatnot you're naturally the the production of serotonin is naturally going to occur more efficiently and i would say in in uh, more significantly if your if your digestion and your gut is in good shape so fermented foods help to promote that as well which is kind of cool yeah, well, and there's so many foods we eat that don't promote gut exactly. health that, myself included. Oh, absolutely. All that stuff that tastes, you know, really good. Oh, so good. It's <laughs> <is> not good. <laughs> so, no, no. And, and actually, again, this is funny because the fermented beverages of, let's say, beer and wine that we enjoy so much are not helpful to going to help that no yeah. no so uh yeah so kim what are some of the foods that types of fermented, yeah, of fermented foods. well we talked about beer and wine yep bread is actually because yeah. well sourdough. certainly sourdough but even the ones cooked with yeast and mm-hmm. leavened and mm-hmm. um so unleavened bread would not be considered fermented but again there's not a lot of health benefits in those unless you're you know eating um really fancy loaf of bread well yeah generally speaking yeah bread is not considered really a A healthy well from a fermented food perspective right yes they're not going to add a whole lot of it's not going to add a whole lot of probiotics so another one that is not probably up there on the list of probiotics is vinegar yeah and it's actually considered double fermentation oh because in order to make vinegar you have yeast fermenting sugars and then you take what's produced um, 
the first go around. Like the, the alcohol, pass. basically. Right. And, and you, um, it's fermented again by acidic oh, okay. acid. So the oxidiz- oxidization of ethanol, which is alcohol, okay. yep, yep. by acidic acid bacteria. So that then changes it into vinegar. Okay. And the vinegar, that white vinegar that we use is a dilute, dilute solution of acidic acid in water. So. Okay. So actually white vinegar too, just kind of going along with the fact that it's not necessarily a beneficial fermented food. Um, vinegar can feed yeast in the body. So anyone that has any candida issues, yeah. which pretty much is almost everybody, just saying, um, it's a whole other topic, but it's a whole other topic for another podcast. Yay. Um, but that's something to pay attention to. If you're somebody that has trouble with struggles with any kind of yeast issues yeah. like candida, you want to stay away from fermented foods like bread and vinegar Yeah, for that reason. Yeah. Sauerkraut. Aha, that's so really good essentially is raw cabbage fermented with lactic acid bacteria. Yeah. Like, so kind of like pickling, right? Like it, it is, but without so so sauerkraut that's made with vinegar is different from the sauerkraut that's fermented, fermented with lactic acid with the bacteria. Lactic acid yeah. bacteria. Yeah. yeah. So just to make the distinction. Well, and I'm not 100 percent clear on the difference between when you use pickling or what. I think their words are used interchangeably, but I think there is a difference. Like yes. you said, you're pickling yep, yep. with. Um, yeah, it's what what you're using right. to do the fermenting. You're actually. It takes time, and you're using bacteria to create the flavor and yep. the probiotics. Yep. So, sauerkraut, kimchi, which you know I never really ever heard of until a few yeah. years ago, but it's a traditional Korean dish used to preserve vegetables over the winter months. So that's how it was originally done. And that's how a lot of these things. That's how yeah, yeah. fermented foods actually people started doing it years ago, oh, years yeah. and years and years ago to store foods and extend even, the shelf life, including meat. I remember yes. watching the TV show. Um, how disgusting would that be? And it was on uh, Amish people, and mm-hmm. that's what they did. They had to wow. ferment and pickle their meat because they didn't have common... Refrig- well, anything no. to, to keep them cold, to nope. keep them... Yeah. Wow. So that's how they had to do it to uh, have meat over the winter months. So. Um, so kimchi is... Cabbage is the most common, but they also use carrots, radish, cucumbers, scallions... There's literally hundreds of recipes that vary depending on the region and season in which they are produced. So seasonal vegetables are the, um, the best way to do it anyway, to yeah. eat, or to the best way to eat is to eat seasonally. Um, if you ever have the opportunity to go to like a Korean restaurant or a traditional Korean restaurant, you there will be kimchi available for sure. So good. It's a little uh, spicy for my like. Well, and that's, I think the hundreds of recipes, they can vary that. Um, That's just the flavoring and the spices that they add. So I think just um, typically it's, I've, I've not tasted one that isn't spicy, but again, spice isn't bad. No, it's just not necessarily. Um, They use, you can get kimchi as an appetizer. I guess there's a, I've never had it, but a traditional Korean stew. And it's also used to flavor rice it's used in stir fries noodles and um western civilizations have now uses them on sandwiches and pizza yeah, that's how i've had it on yeah. sandwich yeah it's like a pickle yeah kind of it yeah. has that kind of tangy it does yeah. yeah but that's again that's the fermented sort of yeah. yeast kefir which 
Um, the cultured coconut, which is my favorite probiotic product, well, which but, incidentally is made here, but yeah. that's a coconut kefir. Okay. Yes. So yeah. the kefir is a way to make there. a ferment. So, you know, you can get kefir milk, which is fermented milk. Um, very similar to yogurt. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of that tangy flavor, but... Yep. Um, I've used it before on my cereal. I can't you say know. that you love it. I don't want it in my cereal uh, with a little milk. Like I don't just use that, okay. but okay. no, I don't think I could sit down and drink a glass of it. It's quite thick, mm-hmm. and yeah, they can. I know the cultured coconut can have like a, almost like a sulfur Rotten odor. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, you're but not if really you're drinking that though, you're taking about a tablespoon a day, so that's a little well, easier. Well, you can hide it easily in, yes, your in your smoothie. You don't even notice it's there. No. Either kefir, um, kombucha, which is the kind of it drink. Babes. Like nobody heard of kombucha five no. years ago. So no. basically, it's fermented tea. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, um, it's a, a a scoby. They add a scoby, yep. which if that's you, what they do with sourdough bread too. Actually, you yeah, have a starter scoby. So scoby is. If if you hear somebody's using a scoby to do something, then you know it's been fermented. But it stands for uh, symbiotic <laughs> colony of bacteria and yeast. Scoby, good name, good acronym. Yeah, miso fermenting soybeans with salt, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce this bacteria, but it's with bacteria. Um, and it's usually made with soybeans, but you can make miso with rice, barley, or seaweed, and the result is a thick paste, and it's used um, in the Japanese it. culture yeah, primarily. Had a miso soup. Miso soup, yeah. I think, is what we've all heard of, but they use it for sauces, spreads, pickling vegetables, fish, and meats. I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I didn't mind it in the soup because it was pretty bland. Yeah. I have a spice um, from, uh, what's the, uh, Epicure that you can use. It's a miso, so you could make it like into a broth. Okay. Um, I don't find it has a whole lot of taste, but I mean, again, for me, I tell, I'll tell my clients all the time, throw something in a smoothie. Yeah. You could easily throw that into a miso. Yeah. Yeah. And tempeh, which is also is have you had that before? No, I don't think so. Um, Fermented bean cake again. It's Japanese. Um, Fermented bean cake patty (laughs) or block. It sounds terrible. It looks terrible. But I'm sure that there are. I mean, there are loads of people that eat it, and it's Uh, it's kind of promoted all the time as a super healthy food. Uh, They're partially cooked beans, and it's. Fermented with a mold. So again, all of that sounds horrible to I me. Know. However, it depends on what specific. Yeah. The, I, and again, I wouldn't suggest doing it yourself. But I think if you're if you're buying it from a well reputed <laughs> reputable place, reputable. then wow, my yeah, is broken. Today. No, and there's several actually Asian markets around town now yeah. that you could pick up some of this yeah. stuff. Um, so. And actually, you can pick up a lot of this stuff at Sobeys. You can now, now yeah, in yes. the food The superstore actually has a whole aisle yes. on ethnic foods now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tempeh is usually made with soybeans, but you can make it with rice, barley, or millet. And there's something called hempeh, which is made with hemp, hemp. seeds. Oh, see? Yep. Now that I would find a little bit better. I like okay, hemp. so I said this was Japanese, but it's originated in Indonesia, and this food could survive in the tropical conditions without refrigeration. So oh, again, okay. back to 
that the reason fermented foods probably started in exactly. the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow somebody figured it out. Um, yogurt. Yeah. Fermented milk. So again, yeah. Um, one thing with yogurt too. And again, all of these have different, they have varying numbers of probiotic mm-hmm. bacteria available. Uh, yogurt doesn't necessarily have the live bacteria. So what, what you're going to get from that, I wouldn't rely on yogurt as a probiotic, but it's no. also not a bad thing. Um, it, it's not that it's bad. It's just that don't, don't, I've had several people recently say that they get their probiotics through yogurt and well, yogurt, especially commercial yogurt, there's a lot of sugar and a lot of stuff added to give it the texture. And so yes, there are some probiotics in it, but not nearly enough to make a difference. If you have an unhealthy gut that you're trying to repopulate with healthy bacteria, you need to have more than just this commercial yogurt. Yeah. Yeah. So and that and really like when even in terms of again you're saying if you have a healthy bacteria or a healthy gut or if you don't have a healthy gut, one thing to realize is that the balance between the good and the bad bacteria in your gut, um, I'm just kind of getting to a point of supporting adding further supporting adding fermented foods to your diet. Uh, that balance can very easily be thrown off, even just by a poor diet or, or oh, not, even a, not even a horrible diet, right? right? But things like stress or medications, right? Too many anti, anti-acids, uh, anti-inflammatories, things that we take all the time, yeah. they disrupt the microbiome, the balance in your gut. So, so pretty much, you're not, I don't think you're going to find anybody who couldn't use some help it's not going to hurt you for With sure. It, no, no, but and certainly it's so if, beneficial. Yeah, um, and fermented foods. Again, the point of uh, we could go on about gut health in general and ways to fix it, but since we're talking specifically about fermented foods, to keep it a little shorter, um, that is a really, really great and relatively easy way. Yeah. Well, go out to, to your farmers help. markets this time of year and buy your veggies and yeah, ferment them. So that's another awesome thing is that it's so easy to do. I didn't mm, realize that either. Very easy. So, um, and vegetables, I love fermented vegetables. I yeah. love pickled. And that's again, going back to what you were saying about the pickle. Oh, I love pickled vegetables, but that's not necessarily helpful or no. the, not going to give you the benefits of fermenting right. your vegetables, but yeah. a very similar taste. Yep. So chicory boards, if you're into that, oh, fermented veggies will go delightfully. Oh, absolutely. And any vegetable. Yeah. Like well, whatever. one great thing, and I've seen it more often now is a fermented turnip. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have actually, I'm going to post it on the uh, Facebook page and on my website. It's a, it's a really easy recipe for fermenting veggies and you you can't get a whole lot easier than this you basically add it all in it's it's vegetables and garlic and if you like um red pepper flakes or black pepper even but you well, don't even have to add what that. if if you like dill if That's you it. like Anything. oregano turmeric whatever flavor play in. around with yeah. it make some ginger with, yeah um and then you add sea salt so you it and then Base and then water. So and then you just wait, right? And there's a couple yeah. steps you have to do. You have to you have to let off uh, the, gas the gas that produces that produces a couple times, but really super super simple. Yeah. So you, yeah, that's that's it. You put um, dissolve salt in water. Put it over the veggies with whatever flavorings you might like. Mm-hmm. Um, 
seal it up. I did read that plastic is better than metal mm-hmm. because the salt water and the gases can kind of start to erode the metal lid. But mm-hmm. and you can actually buy specific lids. I yeah. have. I didn't. I don't have it yet. I have it on order through Amazon. But you don't need it. You can use the yeah. even the lids from the uh, mason. You just do it in mason jar. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Right. I thought you had to have these special. And you just leave it in, on the counter. Yep. You know, not too hot, like fifty to seventy degrees. So yeah. So this time of year basically would be perfect. Yeah. To and do four to ten days, I read. Um, mostly depending on your um, what you like flavor wise. Obviously, I think the longer you leave it, the tangier it'll yep. get. Yeah. And how many and how often you burp it? I think has the, yeah has okay plays a role as and well. And yeah, it does talk about having to burp it a couple times yeah. a day. Yes. When it gets to a point that you like, you just put it in the fridge. Yeah. And then them. it kind of stops the process any further, and it can last for a couple months. Which again in the fridge. What, yeah. And it's hard to keep anything for a couple months in the fridge. It's so it's kind of nice to, to know. Well, you can buy vegetables again. Go to your farmer's market, yeah. buy the vegetables: cauliflower, carrots, broccoli. Beans, beans are a great one. Oh yeah, um, beans, beans and cauliflower oh are the two All things that I love. So you play around with it. Yeah, no, no, no. And again, it's an easy way. You don't have to necessarily buy these. You can go and buy the foods that we had talked about uh, at. And again, these are foods you want to get in the in the health, the natural food section, or in a, in a healthier healthier option um, of the store or in a health food store, but. You don't have to buy those things. You can, again, you can pretty much pick or ferment anything. Mm -hmm. And being able to just have those vegetables and do this to them on hand, you're going to lie. It's a great thing to do with vegetables that you don't know what to do with. You Mm -hmm. go and buy too many vegetables, which happens to me all the time. And it's literally salt and water. Yeah. Yeah, so you definitely have one thing you may not have would be the the jar for it, but those are easily yeah. But once you get that, you got it. Yeah, yeah. And the fun part will be playing around with taste. I wonder what fermented fruit would be like. I don't know. I've not seen anything. We should try it. Yeah, we should try it (laughs) because it would take the sugar out of a lot of the sugar out of it. You never hear of it, so I'm suspecting maybe it's not. Maybe it may be a flop. Stay tuned. We'll give it a try and see how it works. Fermented strawberries. Yeah. Maybe Isn't that what happens when you leave them in the fridge or in the car too long? How do you buy them? Maybe they're not, don't have the structure that vegetables have. Maybe, maybe. they're just going to go mushy. They'll break down. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Uh-huh. When you think of, again, those I'll are be- the kinds of fermented things you probably don't want to. No. The, the ones that I was are fermented curious, on but we could yeah we could see what to try but yeah we're definitely going to try this one and see what we can get and then we'll come back and and have an update yeah as to a how easy it was and b how I how know. delightful or not um one thing I read is that a lot of fermented foods are are called lacto fermented and I think this article I read made a good point that people read it and automatically think dairy. Lactose, yeah. And the lacto means lactic acid, so... So it has nothing to do with nothing any to dairy do with at dairy. all. No, so just in case just you're as a, avoiding yeah. dairy, that that's not... A little FYI. Lacto, so in that case, refers to lactic acid. Sweet. Very cool. Okay. So, give it a try. See what... You think? Uh, Try it. Let us know. Give us feedback. We'd love to see some pictures and what you've tried it in. And I think you'll really like it. And 
it might be a little bit of an acquired taste if you're not into that tangy flavor kind of thing. But I yeah. think my son loves it. Oh, he wants to fantastic. put fermented veggies on just about everything. Yeah, everything. it does. It makes a really nice taste. Tacos, um, sandwiches, yeah. pizza, everything. It just adds a really nice, it's a nice layer to add to your food. Um, and also, one thing also just to kind of be aware of, it's a good idea maybe to start slowly. Oh, yeah, With yeah. them, so kombucha was one of my favorite things, and I would have a couple of them a day. And after a couple of weeks, I noticed that my stomach was really not feeling well. And once I cut back on it, since it was the only thing I had changed, cut back on it a bit and... You know, so again, everything in moderation, and well, you don't want to add to it. You really only need, like, for things like kimchi or the fermented cabbage that I love, the red cabbage. You you really only need like a, a not even a quarter cup of it. Yeah, right. Just yeah. a very little bit. Well, and it goes a long way. Anytime you're changing your diet, there's lots of healthful things you can do to change your diet that you have to start slowly. And it goes down to those enzymes that our bodies are very smart. They don't make enzymes we're not going to use. So if we're not eating foods that need certain enzymes, we're not going to have them present. Right. So you have to give it a chance. Right. The body will adapt and recognize that, oh, I need to start making more of these enzymes. So start slow. Don't give up. Yeah, yeah, and make sure that, uh, but make sure you kind of make a point to do it. So have a look next time you're in the grocery store, or even look it up online to see what you can get, what's available, and uh, and see if you can find something that suits your liking. And you can cut it any shape or form you want. It doesn't have to be a certain way. So yeah. don't think you got to cut it into fine pieces or anything. You don't. No. Well, actually, that's why green beans are so awesome. Yep. You, you just have throw to them right them. in. Yeah. yeah. You see the the jars of of fermented green beans and they're washed that would be the only thing they wash them before they put them in but you cut them cut the ends off that's it so so yeah yeah okay so happy fermenting yeah and uh and happy happy gut health enhancing and enjoy the weather while it's here you realize like holy it's christmas full-on now and after november 11th it's like yeah well, even yesterday. Well, even now, everything. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You couldn't get Halloween yeah. stuff yesterday. No. 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 So, uh, yeah. So, we're moving right along in, in uh, time, the time of year. As, as always, I say it, and I'm rolling my eyes when I say it, that it goes pretty fast. So, we hope to be able to bring you a whole bunch of useful Helpful. things between we now t- and Christmas. Sad. Yep. I think we're going to do, do next week. seasonal adjustive, adjusted disorder. So when the daylight gets less and our moods change, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, because I think this is a good time. I know. It's I certainly it when it's this time of year is when it rears yes. its ugly head. So. It does. And I don't think uh, necessarily there's everybody can recognize it. No, you may not even no. realize it. No. no. So, um, so yeah. So we're going to talk about that next week. And again, as always, if anyone has any ideas that you want us to kind of cover, let us know. And uh, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. And we'll talk soon. We'll see you next week.